It's Freestyle Friday! Coming in hot with quick shots of inspiration on a variety of topics. Okay, we've got a question for you. Who do you think has the most power in a prison? Think about that. Who has the most power in a prison? When you were first asked that, what did you think? I was reading, so I didn't even like process and think, but you would think like who's in charge, right? The yeah. guards, the warden, the whatever. I would think maybe like the craziest criminal, like <laughs> that, like they have the most, what is it, control? Is that the question? Yeah, the most power. The most power. I would think it's the criminal behind bars that's done the gnarliest shit because, you know, they're gnarly. <laughs> yeah. So we were, reading, we're both wrong. <laughs> we were reading this in the book, There's No Plan B for Your A-Game by Bo Eason. And he asked, this guy asked Bo, and he said, Bo, who do you think is the most power in the prison? He'd never even consider that question. He said, I don't know, the warden, the guards? No, the warden doesn't have any power, and the guards don't have any power, and the people who are getting out of prison don't have any power. All the power in a prison belongs to the lifers because they have that lifetime sentence. They've heard the cell doors close. They know they're never leaving, so they put down stakes. They decorate their cell, they move in, and they take over. The temporary prisoners don't put down roots because they're counting the days until they get out. So they hold no power. Only the lifers do. And you can get really creative, use all your power and make all your dreams come true because you're starting from a point of never leaving. Wow. That was really cool. Then literally the next page of this book, he said, he told me that marriage is the same way. Some people enter marriage thinking in some little molecule somewhere in their body that one day that jail cell is going to open up. Those are always unsuccessful marriages because that person is keeping open the possibility that one day they might leave. The most successful marriages are the ones where the people are lifers. They know they're never leaving, and so they live from that truth. They're lifers. Mm, I love being a lifer with you. I love you, you lifer. <laughs> um, wow, that's a really powerful concept. Mm. Like It's that whole thing of closing the back door, right? If you're in our business... You pro- if you're in business of network marketing, um, you've probably heard like shut out the option to quit, right? When people don't shut the option to quit, there's always like one foot in, one foot out. They w- they will not be in this in the business long term or the marriage long term or the yeah. whatever long term. They aren't the lifers. I love how it translates to marriage. It's like business, marriage, anything. If you just even have a seed of doubt that like ah uh, you know let's get the prenup. Let's, and I know that's probably going to trigger some people, but, oh, you know, just in case, you know, just in case we, we get divorced or, or, oh, I hope it works out for us. Hope is putting power outside of you. No, when you decide, when you make a decision, like I'm vowing to you in sickness and in health the rest of my life, like you are my lifer. It's not always going to be easy or perfect. There's going to be hard times. There's going to be good times. And I'm your lifer throughout. I love you. I'm committed to you. Like when you know in your soul you're committed for life, like you, that marriage works out. When you have leave the door open for the possibility that it won't work out, the likelihood of it not working out is goes from zero to who knows, but much, much, much higher. 50%, right? 50% of marriages end in divorce. How many of those are lifers? Just obviously zero. So then it's like, whoa, what if 20... Five or percent of marriages are lifers. Like, then dang, two out of every three people that aren't lifers get divorced. Like, that's crazy. So, we got to shut that option out. Just make that full 
committal decision. Yeah. And this isn't to shame anyone that's gone through a divorce or Mm -hmm. that is divorced or that's getting divorced. It's just a topic of conversation that we chatted about and we were like, wow, this would be a really good episode. And I think for us, like a lot of times, like your mess becomes your message, right? And for both Wade and I, both of our parents' marriages ended up in divorce. Mm -hmm. And um, that really took a toll on me. And I always thought it would be hard being a little kid with parents that got divorced because you'd be in two separate houses and blah, blah, blah. My parents got divorced when I was 21 or 22. And it actually was like devastating to me. Like it was so hard because I felt like everything was a lie. Like I'm like, wait, my whole life I thought you guys, like, yeah, you guys fight. Yeah, you guys have stuff. But like, it just like kind of, it rocked my whole world. Like I'm like, wait, my family is my everything. It's my unit. It's my, and now none of this was, you guys don't love each other. Like now we're we're not going to be eating family dinners together anymore. We're not going to all be under one roof. We're not going to do Thanksgivings and and, and Christmases and go on vacations. And I have to, you know, I'm, I was living with my dad and then I have to, you know, carve out different time to go spend time with mom. And it like changed everything. Mm-hmm. And so, and I know you have a different experience and I think me, I'm just a super emotional person. So for me, it was like really, really devastating. But because that was, you know, again, your mess becomes your message. That was so ingrained, like a huge pain point of my life that I'm like, that is not an option. Like the D word is not an option um, in my life. I'm I'm not gonna instill that pain and that fear and that sadness. And that's no shame to my parents or your parents. Like mm-hmm. I think they all all parties did the best they could with you know the, the situations, yeah, with where they were at. But that's why you and I were so intentional about like us deciding to get married is like literally the biggest decision of our entire life because mm-hmm. it's literally changing future generations, it's literally changing the world because mm-hmm. we're going to create humans that are going to create humans that are going to create humans all because of our love and our, our foundational promise to one another because mm-hmm. we're lifers. Yeah. I mean, it really makes me reflect like thinking about both of our parents being divorced and the, you know, the smartest people learn from other people's mistakes. Heard that recently. And it's like, yeah, wow. I'm learning from my parents. I do not want this end result. What can I do differently? Well, when I go into a marriage. I'm going to make full sure I'm I'm fully committed. It is feels like the right one, the right thing for life and learning, you know, from their mistakes. And yeah, like Sandy said, totally not, you know, if you've been divorced or anything like that, totally not shame. It's just it's a it's a I think something to reflect on. Something to reflect on and it's something that applies to a relationship, to a business, to anything. When I, I shut the back door on quitting, failure, all of a sudden it ceases to even exist. It's not an option. It's just the only way you can fail is to quit. Totally. I have to say though, with that too, like there are certain circumstances, like God forbid, if you were like an insane alcoholic or I don't know, something that was like deteriorating our family and breaking our trust and something like that, then I might have to lay down the law and be like, I can't have this. But I don't know. That's just... Anyway, we're getting off topic here, but we just thought that was kind of a powerful thing to think about and reflect in your life. Think about that. Like who, or not who, what are you a lifer in? What topic of your life are you a lifer in? Are you a lifer in your um, business? Are you a lifer in your relationship? Are you a lifer as a friend? Are you a lifer as X, Y, Z, whatever it is? Being a lifer feels so good because you're so sure, you're so certain you're so convicted, 
you declare like, this is my person or this is my business or this is whatever it is. So find the things that make you feel full, be a lifer, send this to your lifers in your life. And thank you so much for listening. Love you guys. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic. Magnetic.